All right. Naming of demons in the New Testament. There are many, many, many passages in the New Testament where it talks about demons. Legion. This is the story of uh, Jesus um, uh, in uh, Mark 5. They came to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gerasenes. And when he, Jesus, got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he'd often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, day and night, he was streaming among the tombs in the mountains and gashing himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up, bowed down before him, and shouting with a loud voice said, What business do we have to do with each other? Do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. <clears throat> For he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. Let's go back to the top of this passage. I just want to unpack this passage a little bit for you. So Jesus comes, and he comes into the, the country of the Gerasenes. He got out of the boat, and immediately this man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. I always found it interesting why this man with an unclean spirit, if the demons don't want to be cast out, why did this man come running down and throw himself at the feet of Jesus? Anybody ever wonder that? I always wondered that. I thought, give me a break. Why would he do this? Uh, the demons are in control. I've walked a little bit with um, doing this kind of ministry long enough now to know that what I'm seeing here is you see a man desperate to be free. This is a man who is heavily demonized. He's demonized by multiple demons and their job and their work is to torment him. And he wants his freedom. And somehow when he sees Jesus on the shore, what he sees revealed in Jesus is his freedom. He knows that this is his hope standing in front of him. And with all his heart, he's running for Jesus. And even as he's running for Jesus, the demons are manifesting, crying out through his voice, No! <laughs> what do we have to, you, to do with you, Jesus? Don't torment us! Get this guy turned around and let's head for the hills for crying out loud. The demons are manifesting and yet the man is throwing himself at the feet of Jesus. And this is often seen in, in cases of demonic oppression where someone is so desperate to be free that even though they're experiencing manifestations uh, of revulsion, they come toward Jesus. It, this is what allowed this man to be set free. His desire for Jesus, Jesus looked through the manifestation, saw his heart and commanded the evil spirit to come out. Well, let's unpack it a little more here. It says that he had his dwelling among the tombs. No one was able to bind him anymore. I highlighted that word anymore. Because what we see in this passage is a case of a progressive demonization. Where this guy at some point in time gave this thing access to his life or gained access to his life through some sin, some event. And then gradually, maybe he toyed with it, it doesn't say, but gradually his demonization became worse and worse and worse. Because guess what this says? It says at one point in time, they used to be able to tie him up. This guy's crazy. Tie him up and stick him in a corner. But his demonization got worse and worse until finally he began to manifest superhuman strength and he could even rip chains apart. And so then he was driven out of the city out into the tombs. 
And nobody, nobody uh, liked uh, coming near that place. No one was strong enough to subdue him. So his manifestation here is extreme, extreme strength. Constantly, day and night, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and gashing himself with stones. And this is an, an element uh, of torment. This is where the demons that he is carrying are tormenting him to the point where he's attacking himself or he's gashing himself. Uh, Self-mutilation. Seeing the, Jesus from a distance, he ran up. And it says, he ran up. Him personally. So we just said, he saw Jesus, he knew this was where his help was, and he, he ran for Jesus, even though his demons were manifesting already. Shouting with a loud voice, he said, what business do we have with each other? Jesus, son of the most high God. They knew who he was. They knew who Jesus was. One of the biggest things that I find in the whole area of deliverance ministry is oftentimes we don't know who we are. And if you walk in this kind of ministry, you will come to know who you are. That you are a person who Christ died for, that your identity is in him, and you know the demons know who you are. They will know who you are. They can see you. They can see Christ in you. Well, they, they knew who Jesus was. I implore you by God, do not torment me. They're admitting that he has power over them. For he'd been saying to them, now interestingly enough, these demons were resisting being cast out. They didn't want to go to the pit. So Jesus, it says, had already been saying to them, come out of them. This is a Greek verb, and it entails an action that begins and continues forward. Jesus had been standing there saying, come out of them. No, <laughs> don't torment us. Come out of them. And Jesus was asking, what is your name? This is one of the only places in Scripture where, I think this is the only place that I know of in, in Scripture where Jesus actually says, give me your name. Um, and there are some teachings out there that say, you have to find the correct name of the demon. Uh, that is not biblical. And we will soon show the case for that. Uh, that's uh, not biblical. But in this case, Jesus did ask the name. And uh, the demon responded and said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Uh, you know how many are in a legion? Um, just down here, two bullets down. These demons were named legion. A Roman legion, if we want to look at the Roman uh, military structure of the day, could be anywhere from three to 6,000 foot soldiers plus cavalry. How many were in this man, we don't know. But later on in the story, Jesus casts them out into a herd of 2,000 pigs and there was enough to drive 2,000 pigs into the lake and drown them all. So, okay. Anyway, he had at least 2,000 uh, probably more. He began to implore, implore him earnestly. Oh, the other thing I would say about this one, his name is Legion, for we are many. The way Jesus names this demon, he didn't name every one of the demons. And again, I've heard teachings that say you have to name every individual demon. Jesus didn't do that. He said, give me a group name. Who are you? We are Legion. And they named themselves according to their number. Okay. All of you, and it reminds me of actually one of my mentors in this area. Uh, he used to, uh, he'd get involved with, uh, we'd get into a sessions, you know, doing deliverance with somebody who had multiple demons in an area. And I remember one day he's, we're praying over all this stuff and he says, all right, I'll arrest you. Hold hands and get out. <laughs> Hold hands and get out. What the heck are you talking about? 
Yep, hold hands and get out, all of you. And uh, they were gone. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Never heard that one before. But here it is, Jesus is saying, how many of you are in there? Well, there's a legion of us. So, all right, hold hands and get out. So, he cast them all out. Um, now, interestingly enough, where do you send demons? Um, well, there was a large herd of swine nearby. Now, listen, when you, 